The American Foundation for the Blind presents The Turning Point, a series of conversations with people who have suffered the shock of becoming blind and who've had to learn to live in a world they could no longer see. Joanne Murphy here. I've traveled around the country talking to people who've become blind to find out how they rebuilt their lives without sight. On this program, you'll meet Mrs. Marianke, a housewife from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and Burton Coleman of Wilmette, Illinois, a judge of the Circuit Court of Cook County. Until his appointment in January 1966, Judge Coleman practiced law in Chicago and served on the Illinois Commerce Commission and as a joint board member of the Interstate Commerce Commission. Now, Judge Coleman. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. How and when did you become blind? In July of 1948, when I was 16 years old, I was hit by a baseball in the eyes during a Sandlot baseball game. The impact of the baseball detached my retinas, and I was never able to regain my sight. I was just finishing my junior year of high school and going on into my senior year. Had you been a good student? I'm sorry to tell you that I was a very poor student in high school before that. At the bottom of my class, always in trouble, never had my homework ready. This, however, made quite a change in my life, and especially in my studies. Was there a turning point after blindness that set you on the road that you're on now? Yes, I think it was the uh, first year after I was blinded. When I returned to school in the fall at Hirsch High School in Chicago, the Chicago Board of Education wanted me to go to a school for the blind. My father and my uh, former school principal argued with the Board of Education and talked them into allowing me to graduate with my class. This was the beginning of the turning point because I was still in shock from the blindness. I wanted to commit suicide. I, I felt terrible. I didn't think there was anything left for me. and I was a young fellow, very despondent. But luckily, with readers and tutors, I was able to finish high school. And then came the turning point. My dad didn't know what to do with me until he ran into the Chicago Lighthouse for the Blind. They had an eight-week college preparatory course there. I learned to read and write Braille. I learned to operate a Braille typewriter. I learned to type better with an ordinary typewriter. I learned manual skills. I learned how to travel by myself all over Chicago with a cane. I became a relatively independent blind person. I think it was the uh, Chicago Lighthouse for the Blind that was my turning point. Oh, there were so many experiences that took place that summer. I remember with Winifred Kuhn, who was one of my instructors, uh, when she, she's about five foot tall and had been blind since birth, and I'm about six foot five and a half. And I said, Winifred, I'm having a lot of trouble with the tops of doors, door checks. What, what do you do about those? And little Winifred looked up to me and she said, I never knew doors had tops. <laughs> this is something a girl who was blind since birth couldn't conceive of. But we got around door tops and door stops. And you we, learned to stoop. <laughs> we learned to stoop. That's about it. I stooped to conquer. And conquer you have. After you completed the college preparatory course at the Lighthouse, what then? Then I was fortunate enough to uh, get a probation admission to DePaul University. My School marks the first three years in high school had been so bad that even though I made straight A's my fourth year, I was still second from the last out of 275 in my high school class. So DePaul took me in on a chance that I would be better, and I became a straight-A student and first in my class, both from the DePaul University College of Liberal Arts 
and afterwards when I went to law school at the DePaul University College of Law. Uh, in I, Chicago? Th those are both in Chicago, Illinois. I was very fortunate that they gave me a chance to go with sighted students and I was able to do a rather good job. I have a, a very full life. I write a lot. I'm publishing some legal periodicals. During 64, I spent three very pleasant months with my seeing eye dog Snow. The two of us just went all over the Middle East and Europe uh, on a mobility study for President Johnson's Committee on Employment of the Handicap. We tested the facilities for the blind in the various countries and made a report on them. You have a family, too. Oh, they're, the, they're my best extracurricular activity. <laughs> I have a lovely little wife who is sighted. Her name is Anita. She was a freshie in law school when I was a senior. I met her, bumped into her, knocked her books all over, and then married her. That's a very romantic story. <laughs> That's right. I, she never did finish law school. I couldn't stand the competition if she had. We have three very fine children. I have an older boy, Joey, who is 11. I have my second son, Bruce, who's 9, and a darling little daughter, Carmela, who's 5 years old. We have a well-rounded family, a little home surrounded by a huge mortgage out in Wilmette. Well, you have a very, very busy life. All in all, when I compare my life with those of my sighted friends, I really think that I do tend to overcompensate in a positive way, trying to prove things I can do. But I like it because it makes a better man out of me. If I hadn't been blinded, I really worry about what would have happened to me. I was a poor student. I was indifferent. I was a mixed-up teenager. The blindness forced me to pay attention to what I could do. It forced my potential, which in most people is really unused, it forced me to take this potential and use it. And I'm saying this honestly. I'm glad I became blind because it made a better person out of me. It made me more introspective. It made me learn what I could do. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't give a million dollars in all my physical assets, not my family or my profession or things of that sort, to have my sight back. But it does mean that I think I'm a better person because of the crisis I had to go through because of the growth that forced on me uh, and the realization of what I can do if I'm really put to it. I think most people could do the same thing if they're uh, really put under the pressure that a blind person is put under. And if something like this does happen to you, uh, it's, it's hard. Uh, it's, it's hard not being able to see your children and it's, it's hard not having to uh, travel with a dog and watch for traffic all the time. But there are many other things in sighted life which are hard. Uh, and this has so many compensations. It has the compensation of being able to do something that's good and uh, also showing other people that really they shouldn't be uh, sorry for themselves. Uh, I'm in trouble, I don't have sight, and I can get a great deal accomplished, and so can most sighted people if they'll just put themselves to it and if they'll put themselves to the strain of achievement. Thank you for joining us on The Turning Point.